1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Money, that's what we want here on the Shark Tank After Show. That's it. Hopefully, we teach you how to get it. Yeah. Um, episode <laughs> 9, we are just breezing through ah, the season. It's unbelievable. Episode 9, episode 100 overall. Of the series. Cameron Lewis here. Hey, hey, what's going on, man? F- Phil Svitek here. And, uh, speaking of money, Steph C is out doing her Christmas business. Um, I'm gonna give a plug to her Christmas business. Um, you know, follow Steph Z. Uh, I I am Steph Z on Twitter. In, I don't know if she does Instagram, but you know the she fi- has the Instagram.
0: Yeah. There you yeah, go. Find out, Instagram. find out how to
1: get involved with uh, her Christmas business. Uh, she does it only locally, so you have to be kind of in the L.A. area oh. to participate. It's which exclusive. is why we need. A, I know we need, we need. an investment from the Sharks to to build, <laughs> grow, or save this business. <laughs> um, anyway, episode nine. Let's start. There's so much to talk about. The 100th episode. Obviously, we'll talk about that, and we'll yeah. kind of we'll kind of give our own feelings in addition to recapping what the Sharks felt. Yeah. And a tradition that we started last week, we're going to do kind of a give an opinion whether um, deal, steal, or pass. Or I'm out. And that's kind of our version of if we were the shark. Yeah. So, uh, pitch number one, Stormstopper, 100K for 10% of the business. Mr. John, I
2: uh, intimidating name. Mm-hmm. Not so intimidating product.
1: It's a. You know what? Um, This is cutting up a a little ahead, but they said, you know what? It was him. It wasn't the product, which I agreed with from the beginning. So, so in this case, can we agree that it's a steal? Meaning that the product was great, we want it, but we want to steal it from him and leave him by the wayside. (laughs) Yes,
2: one hundred percent. I would modify the product a little bit.
1: In what way? I have to be honest, because
2: right now it seemed like it didn't. It wasn't really a time saver. Um and I know this is kind of a weird thing but the design wasn't great. I know that's not something you consider when you're mm-hmm. trying to save your house from a hurricane, but it could have been designed a little better. Okay. He talks about the 3M strips that you have to adhere or uh, adhere to it. Adhere? Is it, it? a disaster? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh and uh you know the, the whole process he has uh, Barbara come over and hammer the thing on the window. It doesn't seem to be that much of a time saver. The only thing I see it doing is you don't have to drill holes into the wall. But I don't know, man.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, the ultimate thing was the test, the safety test, and that was that a big, true. big portion of it. Uh, it. It was undervalued, quote unquote, in terms of how how important that actually is versus you know perhaps the time saver and the look. Yeah, the look certainly helps, but the safe, you know, the whole point of putting a plywood in a tornado is safety. Yeah, first and foremost. And had you upsold that, you know, we, we'd be in better business. Um, yeah, I mean, that, I feel like he should have started with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the
2: safety, the safety aspect of it, because that's the most, uh, like you said, it's the most appealing thing about
1: it. And maybe he should have hired somebody else to pitch it for, it. <laughs> or yeah. something, or had models, uh, you know, or help, just something. And, and the way he brought out the desk, oh, you know, any two strong guys, or even, you know. Four or five cute girls would have, you know, helped Yeah, the the pitch. But.
2: And I love that he brought out this big table and he's dragging it across the floor and it's making a bunch of noise and he only, he had things that he was demonstrating that could be handheld. Like he could have yeah. gone back there and just grabbed a couple of things and brought it out. He didn't even need the table.
1: You, you just need a wheelie cart. Just a little
2: wheelie cart. Just a little dolly <laughs> to help you out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. John, I was not impressed by you. That's all I'm saying, man
1: um uh, but each unit cost $85 which is 5 times more expensive than plywood yeah that's uh that's a big component of i mean safety safety but
2: yeah i mean uh i guess the idea behind that was it's what is it 2500 for a household that mm-hmm. he was saying average the idea i guess is that that's a one time cost versus a multiple time cost but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not from an area. I don't live in an area where hurricanes happen very often. Is it something that you need on a regular basis or is it something that could be handled with the plywood five times
1: or less? I've never been through a. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we deal with more of earthquakes around here. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've, I've not dealt with a hurricane either, but, uh, terrifying.
2: India. I mean, it's a cool invention. I I definitely see the appeal from the safety uh, perspective, but everybody was really turned off by
1: this guy. Yeah, Rob was, I mean, Rob started the whole thing, just an out, Kevin out, Barbara out, Mark out because of his sales ability. Yeah. And then it was all down to Lori, but she didn't, you know. Yeah, no, no. I mean, she she was 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 like, like no. His sales dipped, and that was a big
2: portion of why it didn't go. Yeah, what do you say, um, what is it, uh, 2005, 2006, $1.6 million. The last 12 months, $200,000, and he said it had to do with the economy and the weather. And that's not really something, I don't think that's a viable excuse, you know what I mean? Because that's a constant changing thing. Yeah. Um But uh, again, if he came out more excited about it, if he came out with more energy and actually demonstrated this as a big safety, it's going to save your life, it's going to save your house product, I might have gone for it.
1: Yeah, you know, especially like, okay, it's one thing to blow out the wind, but like if he gave statistics on, you know, after a tornado, the average family has to spend $15,000 repairing a house, Right. you know, and on average, if you live in tornado country, uh, that averages up to be, you know, 42000 a year. Whatever the case may be, then it's like... Okay, not about, You know what? Uh, okay. You just gotta... Have, it, it's one of those where if you can really educate the market on that level... Yeah. Because money talks. Money talks. And if you're spending a lot on rebuilding your house every single time, you know, five times the cost of plywood doesn't seem that bad. No. So... No. My, my favorite
2: part about this pitch, uh, before we move on, is... Him saying to Kevin, Are you gonna let me finish? Are you a mind reader? <laughs> Never be mean to Mr. Wonderful in the tank. Unless it's unless it's very clear that it's a joke, that's not a smart move. <laughs> I thought he I, I thought he thought it was a
1: joke, but everyone ah, it just didn't stick. Not very tactful. No. It was very awkward and horrible and turned everybody off. Yeah, and I I think at that point you just have to be a little bit humble and just say, hey, you know, I know I know what you're thinking and things like that, but but if I may, at least just give me the attempt to convince well, you otherwise. If I may, yes. Not, hey
2: man, are you a mind reader? What the hell? <laughs> Not a good idea.
1: Uh So yeah, you always want to be humble, but at the same time, there's a way to be humble and stand by your convictions and and, yeah. and whatever else. Uh, we'll certainly talk about other people who weren't. As humble.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway. <laughs> Sorry, no John. deal.
2: Out, out, out.
1: The, the irony is everyone wanted this product. It was just, he wasn't the right guy. Yeah.
2: And that makes it, that, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You can't work with somebody who's
1: not workable. You know, I'm surprised someone didn't just go like, hey, you know what? I will pay you one point something million dollars and it's mine. For a hundred percent. Yeah. And you will, you leave right now. You know, we haven't seen many of those this season so far. We have not. I feel
2: done. like that. Uh, maybe hopefully, I thought maybe in episode one hundred we'd see a hundred percent offer, but <laughs> I, I was well, disappointed.
1: Yeah, I, I at that point you also kind of have to think like, okay, well, you know, now that I'm cutting out this guy, who in my current arsenal of uh, employees can, yeah, take on this project and really do well with it. Maybe if I don't have that, you know, then you have to search for the guy, and it's probably just not worth it. Yeah, even though it is a great product. Totally. Um. Anyway. All right, uh, give me
2: your thoughts on Pipcorn. All right, so the second one tonight, Pip Snacks. Jen and Jeff were seeking two hundred thousand for ten percent at the two million dollar valuation. Uh, I thought this was pretty good. This was pretty cool. Um, I don't know that I would buy it. I'm pretty happy with the cheapest popcorn there is available, but I can see the market for this one: gluten free, organic. Smaller little kernels. It's apparently easy to digest. But my first instinct with these two was that they were, as Mark put it, Shark Tank gold diggers. Yes, absolutely.
1: And part of the problem is in L.A., I have seen multiple of these types of popcorn products. Yeah. So they are not the only game in town.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's very true. They talk about being in, uh, Whole Foods, was it? I think 18, 19 Whole Foods stores. Mm -hmm. Um, and it certainly doesn't seem like an original idea. They tried to sell, um, and they did sell the, the sharks on the idea that it was this new kind of corn from a farmer, who knows where, some majestic farmer in the middle of Kansas or something. And they found these kernels. I've heard this. Right. And that, that was kind of weird that that is the angle that they took to pitch a product. And I was kind of surprised how many people were excited about
1: this and It eager was eager to hop on. It was good. Po- Here's the thing. When you have that, you know, and I'm surprised because Lori even said it. Ooh, truffle. Um, there's gourmet popcorn. And there is a way... There, again, I'll take you this Saturday or Sunday. We'll go to Sunset Boulevard. Anybody who wants to join, uh, Sunset Boulevard uh, kind of... Um, you know go past the Mondrian Hotel pretty much like where the Mondrian Hotel is there's a little shopping area there yeah it's by a trolley and so feel free to come out this weekend and we're going to sample some gourmet popcorn that's gluten-free as well and healthy and but and not this product <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they sell to they sell to theaters They sell to a couple of maybe it's Whole Foods, but certainly in that realm of um, Trader Joe's, perhaps things like that. So, yeah, and they're they're uh, one of the reasons they're here is because their cost is way, way, way too high.
2: It's way too high. I mean, four ninety nine to buy a bag costs to make it dollar eighty yeah you gotta
1: Ugh. you gotta lower that
2: uh, and I personally wouldn't go out and buy a five dollar bag of popcorn I don't think that, well
1: again if it's gourmet there there's a difference trust me but but the margin for them is too high. you know you got like they said they were trying to get it down to 92 cents
2: how do you constitute like what is the line you draw at cheap popcorn and gourmet popcorn how do you make that distinction
1: um <laughs> cause I have no idea well, again, it, it part, partly it depends on taste. I mean, when you have truffle, when you have spices and herbs and things like that, yeah, it goes up because the, there's a different flavor and taste involved. Okay. Um, and that's why mainly you see, but just by being in Whole Foods in general, there there's an Side to the prices as well. You know what you're getting. Same with like, like Trader Joe's you know, kind of the, in the same realm of it. Yeah. Uh, when you sell to those types of theater chains, like let's say an iPick theater, right? Where they, where they serve you uh, food and you have reclining seats as you watch your movie. You know, you're going to want an upscale type of experience. And so you're going to understand that the popcorn might cost a little more.
2: I see. I see. So i i my apprehension also lies in the fact that uh when I'm eating a bag of popcorn Phil, I like to grab the big pieces <laughs> the little pieces are annoying that's the stuff at the bottom of the bag that you have to lift up and yeah. and so this is only little pieces I don't know I don't know if I would have bought into it
1: well i mean uh, I, I what do you think of about Kevin's speech right right off the bat Mr Wonderful saying. Listen. They call me Mr. Wonderful because I'm going to give you the truth, and no one is going to give you your valuation. Which, uh,
2: sorry, it ended up happening, Mr. Wonderful.
1: He was so mad. He was horrified.
2: Uh, I I think that maybe he he thought of the, the gold digger thing too. Yeah. I don't know if they. I don't know that they come out and say that that much. Um. I, I, Mark did the one episode, but I think that his instinct was that these guys are coming in for the uh, publicity of it all. Predominantly. And that's why he said, I'm out.
1: But they did end up getting a deal. They did. Oh, yeah, they did. But it was just a matter of, um, and Rob was trying to be, you know, he said, I'll give you 200,000 for 20%. And they're like, that's too high. He said, okay, what makes sense? 200,000 for 10%. And he's like, that's not how a negotiation works. (laughs) Like, just, just budge a little bit. That's Anything. not a counter offer. Give them 13, give them right. 12, even 11, 10.5. 10.5, yeah. Whatever you got to do, but like, don't just stop. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. that turned them off. That could have been, that was a risky move. And they were quick mo-
2: about that too. They were quick, uh, with everybody who made an offer about coming back and saying, nope, we're sticking, uh, we're sticking with what we have, which I was kind of surprised by. Cause they've only had, Two hundred thousand in sales in the last twelve months, and that's good. I mean, depending on the business, that can be a good number. But I don't. I, uh... But that's the current. That's pretty much
1: makes the current value of the company that right. One point two, not two million. For the most part, we've said this multiple times, and you know what? I'm not a business major of any sorts. Yeah, I'm not a Wall Street guy by any means. But when your valuation, for the most part, Is worth more than your sales and any sort of other equity that is in the business. Meaning, like, let's say, uh, you have a vacuum for 50 bucks. Feel free to add that to your valuation. Maybe you have an expensive machine that you bought for $40,000. You know, try to, that can be added to your total value of the business. And unless, uh, they have a ton of stuff. I bought an (laughs) ORIC. Unless they have all this stuff that cost $500,000 that I'm not aware of. Right. You are not valued at $2 million.
2: I mean, to me, when people come in with that, it's like, it's like the beanie baby syndrome. That people bought beanie babies 10 years ago and they said, yeah, they're worth 10 bucks now, but a couple years from now, 100 bucks a piece. It's like, so you're basing, you're basing, uh, your valuation on the future that's not certain. It's risky
1: it's risky a- absolutely risky and you you need a smart business plan and you, you have to kind of go somewhere in the middle and you have to show at the very least you have to show a very exponential growth yeah you know like hey you know and and you have to also show a, a little bit of longevity at least yeah you know um for me i would say at the very least 2 years but more more to to really be put at ease i would need 3 years of like okay you know what This is, you've shown nothing but continual growth. Mm -hmm. You have a smart idea of how to continue to, to get it to the next level. You are seeking this money because you know exactly where it needs to go to grow it. So I'm going to get behind this. And, uh, even though you're not worth that today, I know you will be because of all these factors. So are you, are you out on this one? I'm not impressed. Pass.
2: I, I would have made an offer 200,000 for 51%. (laughs) 51%. <laughs> it's just,
1: you know, I will not, they wouldn't have gone with it. No.
2: But. That's what I would have done. And then if they would have said no, which they would have, I'd say I'm out. Yeah. That's about it. Well,
1: That's they got a deal, and
2: Kevin was so upset. Barbara, Barbara gave them exactly what they wanted. Amazing.
1: And then Rob was like, you know what? Fine. I'll give you what you want, too. Right. Except, unlike Barbara's deal, it's not contingent upon drawing money out, with, you know.
2: Yeah, I thought they were going to go with Robert whenever he matched the their original uh, offer. offer or whatever, whatever they were seeking. But instead they went with Barbara, who was wanting uh, a little bit of payback. So we'll see how it works out for them. She has a proven track record with a food-related company, so. Yeah, but so does Mr. Wonderful, not that he was giving him a deal. <laughs> so does Mr. Wonderful. Again, I don't think they were going in
1: aiming at any shark in particular. I, I think, think they, they were, were aiming for Barbara. In. You think they were? Well, okay, deal-wise, Kevin uh Robs is the better deal. Because you don't have to pay I think after they they were offered uh between Robert
2: and Barbara, they said okay, Barbara for sure. But I think going in didn't really have anybody in mind. Okay, they wouldn't have gone with Mark. Definitely not Mark. I well, I well, I don't know because what the well, hell is he yeah. gonna do?
1: Sell to the Mavericks? Put it Mavericks? in the theaters.
2: Put it in the theaters. He has the landmark uh, okay theaters. Maybe that, but there's he already has popcorn in his theater, so I doubt that he. Yeah, would he's not gonna, gonna like. Yeah, you know. Anyways, all right, that's that. The squatty potty, the Squatty potty. Um,
1: <sighs> you know what? In in all seriousness, this is very true. Uh, in order to get a good poo. You, you, you know, there's a reason why. Remember, as human beings, we used to squat outside and and, and yeah. do our due diligence. Very, very natural. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is actually a good product. Yeah. I was I was down with this thing. You know, and it, and it is selling. Uh, to Mister Wonderful's point, I don't see why you can't just stack a couple books. I or just even lift your legs if you're
2: just anybody. I completely agree. But people buy this stuff all the time. You know, people buy the the most random stuff sometimes because they're too lazy to put the encyclopedia below their feet,
1: or well, they want to get it to you But <laughs> but this is you know, if you can keep the the books clean, you know that's some bad, oh, that's a library of of, of of stuff to be able to read <laughs> infinite knowledge as you squat.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what do I want to read today? I was uh, I was surprised on this one the the sales they've already had. I didn't think this would be a quick seller.
1: Well, they they were on Doctor Oz, as, as was pointed out, and you know, I, I they had a great strategy. If they can become FDA compliant and have this be a medical product, then you know they're they're onto a great.
2: Imagine that pitch. By the way, we have this great idea for a medical product. Somebody's like, "Oh, it's a new way to get a vaccine." some kind of band-aid it's a footstool so that you
1: can squat while you take a poo but i I, you know as funny as it is i mean it's it's serving a purpose like you can't argue it there's stupider stuff out there (laughs) that has no actual you know benefits and
2: well let me just say i know what i'm getting my family for christmas this year
1: there you go. The squatty potty. Um, the the customer acquisition is pretty high, though.
2: Yeah, and is, I believe uh, what is it, four or five dollars
1: for every dollar? Yeah, that is spent. Yeah. So, I think they want. It, it, even if they didn't get a deal out of this today, I think that the, they came on Shark Tank to be on Shark Tank.
2: I agree with this one this. too. I agree with this one too. I, I think that it was about the publicity on this one. And right near holiday season. Forty three a big percent Black of sales. Friday seller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. Um Who who ended up doing a deal on this one? It was Lori, Lori. Which I thought was the obvious choice in this case. Yeah. She's gonna QVC the crap out of this thing. No pun intended. Uh
1: there was, I like how <laughs> so the picture's full of that. I mean they're like, ah, oh, it's all good crap money poop. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Mr. Wonderful, this is the, this is the first crap deal I like. <laughs>
2: yeah. So it was, uh, what was the, uh, what was, the, uh, she
1: did, what did she do? Is it? She did 35,000 $35, for th- 10%. Th-
2: 350,000. So it That's was, it. it was what they came in for money wise, but percentage five more, five more percent um, equity in the company.
1: Which, um, I'm glad they were able to budge, um, and they saw, because there was huge back and forth, and this is where it was like, okay, you know, if you're coming in here, 5% doesn't really excite a shark. Yeah. And why, why do I want to be part of this? And yeah. That, you know, it's true. And, and I, I liked why Mark was out. He, he said, you know, you're valuing the company, you're sticking by that, and you're saying you can't get people on the phone, and you need a shark to be able to, to get you in contact with these people, but you're undervaluing under that portion of it, so you're split, and that's why I'm out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you can't, by the way, like, it's, it's always underestimated. Like, yeah, it seems easy for anybody to pick up the phone, but you know what? As, as I grow more and more older, the fact, access is power. I have, a, I have a good, decent amount of access that most people don't. Yeah. That gives me a certain amount of power. Yeah. Can I get the president of Walmart on the phone? Not quite yet. <laughs> Not Well, I could, you know, but I wouldn't be able to do it directly. Right. These guys can do it directly. Yeah, phone call. And, and uh, get a return on their phone call and be taken serious. Yeah. You know, whereas for me, I'd have to, you know, to a degree, I'd have to rise the ranks and, and get there. Yeah. Um, so.
2: I think... um. Generally speaking, with the uh, companies that come into the tank, the pitches that come into the tank seeking 5%, I think most of them are questionable when it comes to their motives for being there to begin with, because that's such a low percentage, even for a successful company. Because when you come in asking for X amount of dollars for 5%, it's like, well, if you only need... To sell 5% of the company, you only need the money. Like, you don't really need the money at that point. If you have the valuation that you're saying that you have, do mm-hmm. you
1: really need the money at that point? It's questionable. Well, right now they do. So.
2: so, we see a lot of, I think we see a lot of the gold diggers, the Shark Tank gold diggers come in 5%. Well, they got to deal with Lori. So, deal with Lori. QVC, we're going to see this on the pooper. I, on the pooper, watching QVC when they sell this.
1: I wonder how, um, First off it was funny seeing him on the squatty potty. Yeah. I wonder I wonder how they came about with this concept. It was a m it was a mother son duo. Yeah. Which I you know, a strange combo. Uh just in general, stranger that it's this product.
2: Yeah, I think it was a uh called mom help. It's not coming out the way it should. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Squat.
1: Yeah. So something like that the origins are unknown but point <laughs> us in a weird direction. I hope
2: we see an update on this one in the, no, that would be in fun. the coming weeks because that would be great.
1: That's right. That's right. All right. Heidi ho. Heidi ho. Um okay. So 125 20% no dairy um no dairy cheese. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't this exist already? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's versions of it, but you know what? I I, I could get behind hers. Yeah. Unlike the popcorn, pipcorn. Unlike the pipcorn. Unlike the pipcorn, I actually like this one. Okay. Why? What's but, the yeah. difference for you? Um, maybe because I haven't personally seen these. And, and you know, <laughs> and she's a chef. Um, and she seems to, not that those guys didn't know what they were doing and didn't know how to get into store. Like, um, she just seems more poised. Yeah,
2: I mean, I agree with you. Uh, she, um this is this
1: is her profession. The
2: Pipcorn folks, that was just kind of something they stumbled upon, an idea they kind of came across. But her, this is this is something she works on on a daily basis. This is yeah. stuff she's familiar with, you know.
1: Yeah, and 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 again, because the Pipcorn people, like, it's always that when you are getting into a field of business, you should know that business inside and out. I'll never forget. um, there's, there's a guest that, you know, is in love with After Buzz and he comes on for several shows. His name's Sam Sarpong and he did an interview on Black Hollywood Live where, you know, they asked him random questions about, um, uh, you know, either a celebrity or a clothing brand and he was supposed to match it to if, if, uh, if it was a celebrity, which clothing brand they represent and if it was a clothing brand, which celebrity endorses it. They didn't stump him. And that's because... That just proved to me that, you know, because he's, he's in the fashion business. huh He knows the... Fa- he studied the fashion business. Right. Knows all of it. And with the Pipcorn people, I feel like they haven't studied... <laughs> <Pip-corn> people. <laughs> they haven't studied the, the market, so they're yeah. unaware of what's really out there. Heidi Ho, I feel like, understands the market. And she's not only that, but she's also studying her craft. I also just like her better as a person, I think. Heidi Ho! Heidi Ho.
2: Uh, she just seems like a cool person. She seems like a hustler. Mm -hmm. She seems like somebody who, uh, is working hard. And this is, this is, uh, a business that's really new, really early on. You know, she actually does really need the help of the sharks and she does need
1: the capital. And, you know, it it tastes well for everybody except for Mr. Wonderful, Uh, who is a cheese connoisseur with his wine. He'd be kicked out of his. (laughs) What was the club? You know, I get it. Uh, Mr. Wonderful's in a different point in his life and you know what I can I can respect that <laughs> portion of it. He's always at a different point in his life. So Mr. Wonderful likes
2: the eating 11 pounds of fat every year from cheese according to Heidi Ho.
1: You know, he I, has I, the
2: wine, he has the wine.
1: I like I like how just in general he makes himself out to be classier than everyone else. <laughs> yes. Like I does I I feel like Mark has the most capital. I think probably, and he's so, also the quietest to that extent, you know, yeah. but i I love Rob in general is very humble as yeah. well, and so it, it's ironic that you know for someone who has again i don't I don't know for a hundred percent for sure, but where Marks is just so down to earth, Mr. Wonderful is just so high and mighty, and yet he has less capital <laughs> than mark, yeah
2: that is interesting, so. yeah, I mean Mark probably seems if anybody were to label the least classiest. Shark, it'd probably be Mark. I think. I
1: mean, he wears his polos and he likes to he likes to be you know a little bit laid back and, yeah. and you know and part of it I think it's why he understands the the things that he caters to. Yeah. Like if um I know there there's um a friend that I know he does a lot of the Disney clothing licensing and things like that and yeah. so he's always looking at Target and Walmart and things like just to just to learn to see what's out there how things are selling. So that way he can be better for his company. Yeah. But if you're, you know, on the golf course all day drinking or at the club drinking your wine and cheese, you can't always have that perspective. But it depends, obviously, which type of business you're running. Right. Too. So,
2: yeah. Anyway. Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: All right. So Heidi Ho. Heidi in, Ho. Um, she's trying to get to 400 stores.
2: Yeah. Which I think, I mean, I think it's doable. I Absolutely. think it's doable. Decent product. Getting to the Whole Foods, the Trader Joe's. It seems like it's home. Erewhon, things like that. Right next to the Pipcorn on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, who do we see give the offer first? It's
1: Lori. This is what I like about this. You know, um, they they saw Heidi Ho's potential. Mm-hmm. They saw that this was a great product. And you know what? I can respect the Sharks that this was a good deal for Heidi Ho. You know, she had some inexperience in negotiation and and, and that side of it. And so the fact that everyone went out in a respectful way of like, you know what? You need to do this deal with Lori and that's why we're going out. It
2: was great. I really like that. I can respect that. Because at that point, it was kind of... It was a little bit of parenting. It was a little Mm -hmm. bit of parenting unless I told you so. Yeah. You know, and I like that. We've seen a little bit of the warmer side of the sharks in that pitch, I think.
1: Yeah. And had she been like... Well, Lori, can you and I counter? Then that would have just killed it. But the fact right. that she was right away, like you know what, absolutely taking yeah. your deal, let's do it. It was like, okay, this, you know, <laughs>
2: that would have been so upsetting if she was like, well, I know everybody else is out, but Lori, would you do third twenty seven percent? Yeah, that would have really been a buzzkill. But-
1: Good job, Heidi Ho. I give her, and she seems so excited. I mean, I know. good for her. Good I like, her.
2: Uh, at, the, at the end when they do the little interview recap outside the tank, she just said, bleep, yeah. That's all I have to say. Bleep, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Heidi so, Ho.
1: And you know what? I, th- I think Lori's going to be a great mentor to her. Yeah.
2: I can see that for sure. So, I can see for that. For me, I would have taken a deal. I would have taken a deal on that one, too. Definitely. All I right. uh,
1: I probably would have even done 125 at 20. I liked Heidi Ho. It just, you know, it was great that she was willing to even just be like, you know what? I just want to work with somebody and, and Laurie's a great person to work with. So let's do it. Yeah. You know, 30% it is. Why not? Definitely. All right. Let's start with the update of the Christmas, uh, oh, yeah. living Christmas company. Oh yeah. Uh, great. I, I always love this company. I think, you know, I, I get so upset with Christmas time when people are just cutting down trees for no reason. I know. And it's a good uh, company. Even, t- even though it's tis the season for that type of stuff, we can make it greener. Tis
2: too early to be the season, but tis the season nonetheless. Uh, what do we $500,000 gross. $300,000 estimated this Christmas. They're specific to LA only. So for that reason, I think those numbers are pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and I think there is a way to grow this even further. I mean, there's no- nothing stopping this from um, being a big... Thing. Yeah, um, and just in general, I feel like people would feel a lot better if they bought Christmas trees that could go co- continue. Yeah, you know, and it almost be, you know, I mean, how cool would it be if you, you know, let's say uh, little Cameron Lewis starts a family. That's the And every year they, let's say, they buy a small tree, and every year they get the same tree. I and like the tree continues to grow. And it shows the growth of the family. <laughs> that fills my hearts with now, warm fuzzies. Not only is Christmas meaningful, it's even more
2: meaningful. You don't need, you don't need, <laughs> you I, uh, don't need.
1: I tried to hit on, missed. <laughs> well, either way, that works. I like it. Um, you don't need ornaments on that tree. It's only love. That's right. I mean, that it's would be life. pretty cool. That would be, you know, I, I think I can get behind that. And like, you know, when when you start and you you have kids that are one and, you know, you have a tiny little tree and then by the time that they're 15, you have a pretty big tree. Like, look at how much tree this grew. It's like you.
2: And all of the branches have fallen off by that point. <laughs> it's <laughs> I, like I, a it's 12-year-old tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure trees live. I know. More than that. But what if the tree grows and ends up presenting you? Then you have a problem on your hands.
1: And then it's your fault.
2: Then it's not good. So, yeah, good update. I like that company. I like that guy. He seems to be a hustler as well.
1: All right. 100th
2: episode. episode. Nice nice little
1: recap. Um, You know, I I wish we had more of a a thing around this. But nonetheless, we got some funny little bits. Um, Certainly... First off, Rob, why are you interviewing us?
2: Yeah, all six sharks in the same room
1: for the first time. Which is
2: great. Yeah, which is great. Even uh, and Mister Wonderful sips the champagne. Classy tells everybody to lift the pinky up.
1: That's right. Oh, um, do you remember the the Bluetooth surgery? Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Like <sighs> the amount of pitches they've oh, seen. Oh god. Let's see. So uh, it so was so painful. That's four hundred pitches, right? If yeah, they do, I mean, they've aired. I mean, right, there's never been three or five pitches on a show. It's always been four, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 100 episodes times four, 400 pitches. 400
2: pitches. pitches. <laughs> That's so many that make the air. So there's probably been a 1,000 that have been in front of them. I don't know if that no, many, but...
1: No, I think I, I think every pitch gets televised. Really? I don't... You know, I, I mean, there's other pitches that are pre-pitched. There's, there's a whole, like, process to get on the show. Yeah, yeah. But I'm 99% sure that they don't waste the shark. Like, if you go to pitch in front of the sharks, that's it.
2: That would make sense. That would make sense. I do remember the Bluetooth one very fondly, though. And how obscene There's that an anesthesia. Was. Like,
1: what? Yeah, it's a surgery. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's a surgery.
1: <laughs> what? Um,
2: I didn't even think you could come in and pitch that type of thing in the tank.
1: What was... Uh, shoot, I forget now. Um, where Mr. Wonder goes, when, how long are you visiting Earth for?
2: Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the pitch exactly, but the guy had a weird kind of vibe about him. Glasses, yeah. of odd curly hair.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love Mr. Wonderful. Uh, I love him so much. How about the three socks
1: guy? And You know what? That guy. If you are Frox. losing socks... It's actually not a bad idea, yeah, but, but I don't, I don't lose know. that many socks. If you're going to
2: pay for a three pair, not three pair, if you're going to pay for a th- th- Throx, you might as well buy two pairs i not I, 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 I don't know what I'd do with the third sock. Right. I would lose the third sock. <laughs> I would put it somewhere thinking i'm gonna need this at some point and i would never know where that was at anymore
1: by the way just a good strategy um this works a good sock strategy yes okay buy the same exact socks always oh absolutely always and you
2: never have to pair them for Mm. that reason yeah i I think that that should be pitched in the tank costco packs of (laughs) socks 48 (laughs) pairs of socks 49 in case you lose one
1: Absolutely. Um, And then, of course, Steph C. is not here, but one of our favorites, bread it, mix it, shake it, stir it. Bread it, mix it, (laughs) shake it, stir it. You know, you never forget the characters. You never forget the
2: characters. Um, I liked that uh, they they did a little recap of Lori's successes because she definitely seems to have made the most profit off of her investments. And they're all products that are very QVCable. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the, uh, the reader rest, which is the, the glasses, uh, little attachment you put on your shirt. You have the screen man, the drop stop for the car, the, uh, it was a scrub daddy. Mm-hmm. The, all of them very pitchable on television and all of them very profitable. So, uh, congrats, Laurie. If you're watching right now, congrats.
1: But there's, you know, and that's why she takes quite a bit of criticism, unfortunately, is because her products, You know, all she really has is QVC. Not that that's, again, that's a huge card to have. Right. But the other Sharks, you know, um, are able to expand it in a different way.
2: Yeah, much different.
1: Are they as, again, what are you after? That's what makes it
2: interesting, though, I think, is that all of these, it would be a much different show if there were five Mr. Wonderfuls up there. It would be on a different (laughs) channel, probably. It would be on, like, Spike TV if there was five Mr. Wonderfuls up there. But uh, I'm glad they have the panel that they have
1: yeah absolutely and you know not that I want to see I want but I'm curious how long these guys can continue doing it
0: from uh, their own know. money
1: you know and I would like to just out of curiosity I, I like when they have the guest um sharks so I want to see I want to see some like more Jeff
2: Foxworthy
1: yeah Let's bring Jeff Foxworthy back and I would, I
2: do like the guest sharks so I agree with you I'd like to see a little bit more of that just to change up the dynamic you know yeah absolutely Um, I have a little bit of a 100th episode update for you. Kevin O'Leary was uh, at a convention in Monterey, Mexico, this uh, past week. And he said that at a 33% return, Shark Tank, the show, is the most most successful venture
1: firm on earth.
2: So that was interesting. It's pretty. 33% return.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So the show is a great show the most the most successful apparently that's, that's anyways there it is um, and also uh, to note uh, this week on ABC for Good Morning in America they're doing Shark Week Shark on Shark Week Shark on Shark Shark versus Shark so there's six sharks obviously so um, I, it's Monday Wednesday and Friday yeah. two sharks go head to head in New York on Good Morning in America what they do <laughs> what it is is yet to be determined so definitely tune in tomorrow morning um if you're listening to this live or if you're li- depending on when just check it out yeah <laughs> um
2: GMA shark versus shark
1: or if you're listening to this in the future um and this event is from the past just look it up on YouTube or something YouTube. i'm sure you'll find it cuz it'll be interesting to know be there um anyway that about does it for us boom that's it happy 100 Happy 100. Thank you guys for joining us yet again. Um, as, uh, there's, you know, never really predictions, because it's not like. Yeah. Next week, someone's gonna get a deal!
2: Somebody will ask for money next week.
1: Somebody's gonna pull out. Pipcorn will not pop. Um I'm interested, you know, uh Pipcorn. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, I don't know why I'm so negative towards them. They're good people. I, you know, they have a great story, but. Yeah, they are right. good people. You know, uh, the girl living in the closet. I, I give her a lot of credit. I give them a lot of credit, but... I think that's a fake story. <coughs> she wasn't living in a closet. Then, you know, shame on her. If, if that is true, hopefully it is it is true. Hopefully it is true, so that way she's not lying. Right. But I don't want it I to don't be want true. I
2: don't people to live in closets. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. With their third sock. Yeah. Anyway, Cameron Lewis, where can the people find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram
1: at the theonlycamshaft or on my website, CameronLewis.com. And of course, follow us here at AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I am Steph Z. I am not Steph C, oh. but that is Steph C's <laughs> Instagram and, and all that stuff. So thank you guys for joining us. We'll be here for the next episode. Um hopefully we'll see you at episode two hundred.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network.